Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. It's 7am somewhere on the planet and this is the primest, most realist entertainment medium on the planet. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. No, Nick Valentine, the other one of the co-hosts. This is JoJo's World, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast where we each week talk about an episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure in episodic order. You might think we just want to hop around and do random ones here and there, but you'd be wrong. Can we re-watch JoJo's? But it's all chronologically. So like every flashback, we watch that before we get to the actual bit. I don't really think that would change much. Are you sure? Yeah, like you'd start with... Part one. Well, you'd start with um, the flashback to Queen Elizabeth and Mm. executing Mary Queen of Scots and Tarkus and Bruford. True, true. Then you'd go to the start of part one where uh, George Joestar dies. No, I'm wrong. Because, of course, we start at the dawn of time yes. with cars and friends. Yes. Do you see where I'm going with this? Where we could just... Well, you'd do that. Then you'd go Tychus and Bruford. Then you'd basically do part Anything one. to do with George. Uh, which is basically, basically part the part one. one prologue. Was there anything in part two that referenced things before part one, but after the dawn of time? I don't think so. Hmm. Okay. Other than maybe just like some exposition here and there. Yeah, okay. Then you'd have all the Nazi stuff. From part two, and then it would go into no, part two. No, you're wrong. No? Because it would go the Joseph's dad flashbacks, George Joestar II, <gasps> you're right. in World War One. You're right. Oh my god. We should do this. Mm, I don't want to. Can someone do all the work for us yeah. and figure it out, and then we'll just go... Someone oh. do all the work for us, watch it, and let us know in like one tweet if it was worth it or not. <laughs> if we get like a message from someone, yeah, I've already done it. It's well It was worth. fine. <laughs> it was basically the same experience. Today, we watched the 125th, no, 138th episode of <laughs> JoJo's Bizarre Adventure as a whole. How did you get that so wrong? Because I'm an idiot. Ah, oh, fair. Which fair. is the 25th episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5, Vento Oreo, aka Golden Wind, aka Ugon Nukaze. Uh, Spice Girl. Yeah... I don't know how I feel about this episode on many levels. Well, I'll tell you, Nick. Other than rad. I'll tell you. Yeah. The, th- the way I feel about this episode is that it covers chapters 537 through 540 of the manga. Boy, oh boy, that's pretty positive of you, Liam. Yeah, I like this app. It's Trish gets to do things, finally. Hey, you know who else gets to do things? Who? Our Patreons. Our Patreons. Who, by the way, they get a shout out on the show. They sure do. Such as the person this week who's getting their shout out. Gwen Buck. Gwen Buck. Gwen Buck. Gwent Buck. Gwent Buckaroonies. I want to make a RPG character um, in the near future uh-huh. with yeah. the name Gwent Hearthstone. <laughs> Can I? I think it's a really good name. That's a very good name, <laughs> but not for the right reasons. <laughs> Gwent Buck. Gwen Buck. Gwent shit. <laughs> well, that's her name now. It's just Gwent Buck. Gwen that's Buck. It. Gwen Buck, thank you Gwen for your T support. Buck. Gwenty, excuse me, that will cost you Gwenty bucks. Thanks, Gwen. <laughs> Sorry that your name is Gwen was... Tennyson. Oh no! How far can we take this Gwent business? Too far. I think we already have. And until next time, <laughs> to, to be, be continued. continued. <laughs> JoJo's World, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, episode one hundred and thirty-eight. Spice Girl. Yeah. Trish. It's um, she's up in the mix. It's a. It's an interesting one. Notorious Big. He's still. Invincible. The notorious man on campus. He's still got bitches left, right, and center. You know what I'm saying? Bam. Rapping and shit. Oh, boy. Is it good content yet? Is this... So, Nick, what did you think about this episode? This episode fucking rules. Yeah. There's one very specific part where it went from... I don't know how I feel about Trish still to... Oh, fuck. Trish. Trish. She's hardcore. I get it now. She's going to become the boss. Oh. Yeah. It's all an elaborate ploy. No, disappointingly, and I'll tell you this for free, Mm. um, Trish does surprisingly little after this. Really? Trish? Like, she's up in the mix. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but still. So you're telling me that Trish, the person who's done surprisingly little thus far, does surprisingly little? Yeah. Huh. Still, overall, I'd say she does more than Fugo. (laughs) Yeah, but Fugo... Fugo's a special, special child. And I'd say she's probably up around the same amount of doing things as a Bakio in the end. Right, okay. Is it just like she's sort of put onto the sidelines more? A bit, yeah. Uh, hey, we need this thing to be squishy. Well, I've made it squishy. Great. 
Great work, Trish. Yep. (laughs) Hey, Bruno's here. Yeah, we love him. Bruno's amazing. Okay, we open. There's a pulsating ladybug brooch turning into an arm. It's left hand. He's hungry, as he always will be. That's a thing from Vampire Hunter D, which is like if Blade was a post-apocalyptic anime. Yes. Yes. Distressingly accurate. (laughs) Oh, and Blade was way more attractive. Like, disgustingly more attractive. Like, to the point where if you look at him, you'd you'd faint. Is Blade the one who um, Mm -hmm. has the Marvel comic? Yep. Where uh, he's walking into the the castle being Uh, like, I know you're here, Dracula, where's my fucking money? No, that's Moon Knight. Oh, okay. Who also has the great line, Hey, where the fuck is Dracula? On the other end with the Avengers. And Spider-Man's like... Dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? Dracula's not even an Avenger. And there's just a blank panel of him going, I need to find Dracula. Ah, shit, this explains a lot of things. I don't know much about Moon Knight other than... Hang on. One Minute Synopsis by Nick Ballantyne of Moon Knight. Moon Knight is like Batman in San Francisco. He is funnier because he has multiple personality disorder. Uh Uh-oh. And he follows some weird Cthulhu gods or some shit. But he's allowed to have a good time. Because he's morally ambiguous. Does he... And he fights Dracula? Or is he just a bit mad and obsessed with Dracula? Probably both. I think both. So, does Dracula exist in the Marvel Comics universe then? Yes. Of course he does. I suppose... Don't be Mm -hmm. stupid, Liam. Of course he exists. The Norse and Greek gods do, so why can't... Dracula, you big fucking nerd. Is Dracula Vlad Tepes? I don't know. I've never read any Moon Knight. I've only seen those panels. And a brief synopsis on Wikipedia. Well... And our friend Kyle, who keeps telling me about Moon Knight. I think one of the big Marvel announcements in the last year or so was Moon Knight TV series. Yes. So we might need to look into that for the off-season as Mm. one of our options, because we are here at JoJo's World, first and foremost, about battling the Dracula menace. It's true. If there was anything that we stand for, it's not... Engaging with Draculas. It's always about... Battling the Dracula menace. Thank you. You're welcome. I just need these specific sound bites <laughs> so that any time I'm like, hello everyone, and I can just play Battling the Dragon. Don't trust Draculas. <laughs> if they invite you into their mansion, say no. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's one... how they work. You can't enter a Dracula's mansion unless it invites you and you have to say yeah. It, you, Actually, that's a good question. You have to it... say yes and then it can't, if you say no, it can't take you into its house. Draculas are, if nothing else, all about consent. Hmm. Is there, this is going to sound really weird, but is there a form of like Dracula canon where yeah, it goes both ways? The mega Dracula canon? Yeah. It's a, a big gun that shoots Draculas. <laughs> well, it's like, you know how... What was the question? You know how you have to invite Draculas in? Mm-hmm. Like how we've just started saying Draculas now. You have to invite Draculas in, mm-hmm. otherwise they can't come in, right? Is there a like... Are you a Dracula? You have to tell me if you're a Dracula, otherwise it's in Drachment. No, man, I'm not, I'm not... <laughs> Yeah. Don't worry, I'm cool. I'm, I'm all good. See these incisors? They're natural. It's See this big gold medal I have? I got that for war reasons. <laughs> Look, the cape? Nah, man, it's just cyberpunk, you know? Um, what were you going to say? I was going to say, is there one where it goes backwards where Dracula has asked people into his house? That's, what, that's the bit we were doing. No, no, but I'm saying, does it already exist? I don't think so. Can we make it exist? Sure. And lo, it exists. It's now. folklore now. <laughs> it's folklore. We're folk. This is our law. Uh, so there was this big-ass Dracula guy. Gavel, gavel. He, um, he asked someone to come to his house and he said no. The end. And Dracula was like, ah, you foiled me yet again. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a much worse story than JoJo's. <laughs> uh, the brooch is pulsating. Pulse, pulse. Pulse, pulse. Trish is in a really good pose. And she's like... <laughs> Very extra. I've got to save that hand to save everyone else. And then as she's in this hand, she becomes like a cutout and is superimposed on the rest of the scene. And then she rotates and starts to fade into purple. And is like, I need to save everyone. I'm I Trish. Can't, I can't be a shithead anymore. I have to be proactive. Yep, yep. Uh, then the opening happens... Still really serious. I noticed Rosotto Nero in the boy's hair again. Again. (laughs) He's there. Who is the boy? It was the same as every other time. And this time, yet again, I noticed it. (laughs) It was the same as it was every time before it. Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. Same as it will ever be. Who is that boy? Who is that boy? It's that boy. Oh shit, what up? 
Okay, so Trish, she's internal monologuing a lot in all of this episode, but then it becomes an externalised internal monologue at one point. We'll get to that. Uh, mixed feelings, but yes, we'll get to that. Mixed feelings. Hi, welcome to Nick's Feelings. Can we make a new podcast nope. called Nick's Feelings, where all it is is me saying, I don't know how I feel about that, and you going, but Nick, where all I do is say... This isn't, this isn't really the dynamic we have. No, but just imagine <laughs> it. Just imagine it. It would be amazing. So Trish, she's internal monologuing. She's like, oh, it's going after the brooch because it's pulsating really slowly, which I should try to do something, but then it'll get me and I'm so scared. But wait, what's this my fingies are brushing against? (gasps) Why, is that a recliner? Why, we're on an aeroplane and the seats all recline. I could press the seat recliner button, then move slower than the reclining seat. And then go save the brooch. There was a brief moment where I swear the look on her face conveyed, Wait, we have recliners on this plane? Sick. Why didn't anyone tell me about this? (laughs) I've been cooped up in my own legs like a sucker. (laughs) And she's like, no, such a gamble. I could never do that. It's too dangerous. I'm so scared. I'll just go hide in the closet. Presses button. Why did I do that? What's wrong with me? Who am I? Oh, this is a new form of me. I'm the dangerous new Trish. This is like... Puts on sunglasses. Yeah. Like when Cactuine came back and got dangerous and put on his sunglasses. (laughs) Or when Avdol came back and got dangerous and... Started clicking. Yeah, learned how to wave his fingers. Much like a certain stand will Uh, waggle its fingers later this very episode. Love it. (laughs) <laughs> um, weird question mm-hmm. So if Trish is becoming more roguish, shall we say More okay. dangerous, if you were Yeah, she's like Darkwing Dark She puts on a purple mask and it's like, let's get dangerous Yeah, I was going to say Trish she... Una, let's get dangerous Is she going to get a new costume? No Oh This is post part three Jojo's Bizarre Adventure No one changes their clothes Don't think about it Oh no. <laughs> Are you saying that in part five, no one changes their clothes ever? Have you noticed anyone changing their clothes other than in flashbacks? Fuck. <laughs> Shit. That's brutal. No one's allowed to have fun with fashion no. anymore. Oh, well. Do you remember even in the early days of um, part three? Oh, I Joseph would still yeah. change his outfits, but everyone else would just be like, yep, I'm wearing the Jotaro costume. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but that was a school uniform. Yeah. We are it? students after all, they yeah. would say. Yeah. Although Polnareff didn't. Mm, he's not a student. Did Avdol change uniforms? No. Did he ever have a disguise? I feel like <laughs> yeah, Avdol... Yeah, a fake moustache. <laughs> and everything else is the same. Same robes. Hello, I'm not Avdol. But you're wearing his clothes. Don't get me started. <laughs> She's like, I didn't want to do it. But I did it. And now it's attacking the chair. It's really tearing up that stuffing. I guess I can walk slowly backwards towards the brooch now. Like the Tai Chi, the Chinese practice. Now let's think on this. Mm-hmm. Do the Chinese practice Tai Chi? I yes. guess. That's, okay. Has she ever, like, has Spice, has Trish? Has Trish ever practiced Tai Chi? Probably not, but potentially. She is, what is she, Generation X? Uh, 1980-something? No, we're in 2000. No, when she oh, was born. Birthday. Well, she's a teenager. Oh, so what are we in? 2001-ish? 2001, 2003, something like that. She was probably born in the early 80s. Yeah, 1981. I can believe that. Sure. Yes. I guess. Sure. We'll say 1981. I'd probably say closer to 1985. Ah, uh, yeah, probably. But I'm going to say 1981 just to spite you. Okay. Yep. Uh, so it's 1981, she would know about Tai Chi, China. Why is she bringing it up right now? Because she's got to move slowly, like the Tai Chi, the Chinese practice. Okay, let's think about this. Slow, controlled movements. Perfect extension and contraction of the muscles, just the way you want. Ah, just the way I really do want. Slower than a reclining chair, which is even now reclining and being torn up by Notorious B.I.G., which continues to be like a sort of gross meat monster. Mm. Just the way I wanted. The way I really, really wanted. Tell me about that. Well, it's a reference to a song. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I want what I, I really, really, really want. want. This is all I got. Yeah, this is same. all I got. Yeah. <laughs> the Spice Girls don't lend themselves to strong memes. I don't know about that. They do moonwalk the bus stop. That's true. That's true. And they do... Actually, no, that's the only two things I know about them. I think Spice World, their movie, was... They big, had a movie? Big in certain gay subcultures for a while. What? They had a movie? 
Yep, Spice World. Put JoJo's World on hold for a second. They had a Spice movie. Spice World. They Hi, had... welcome to Spice World, your Spice Girls recap and discussion podcast. I'm Liam S. Smith. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, or as some people like to call me, Loud Spice. What's your spice name? My, sp- oh, my Spice Sona. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is getting weirder and weirder. <laughs> I'm um, Fab Spice. Oh yeah, fair. Fair, I can get on board with that. <laughs> I just want to know if there's someone out there who's Spice... So- ugh, ugh, I can't finish saying I'm, that. I'm um, Fat Spice Slim. <laughs> Hi, I'm Emma Spice. Like M&M, but Spice. I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, no one does. It was bad. That's why I stick with M&M. Of course, famously... Um... I'm the notorious S-P-I-C-E. <laughs> we got there. Great. There Oh no, it's finished tearing up the uh, chair. But there are plenty more chairs that I can recline. <laughs> and look, they all have recliners. Everyone didn't get mentioned to me at all. I've solved this perfect strategy. But oh no, I haven't because it's attacking me because liquid is dripping down my boot. Why is liquid dripping down my boot? Because that first chair that I reclined when I came up with this perfect plan had a broken liquor bottle on it which dripped on my boot. Ah, uh, well... I guess now I die. Yep. But not now I die because even as a big, gross, meaty tendril reaches up at my face, Mm -hmm. the boot just seems to fall off. Yeah. It becomes like like a big big puddle of leather on the floor and is consumed. That's weird because I remember that big puddle of leather being made out of leather, which is quite hardy. Yeah. Yeah. That's a... I buy quality boots. I'm Trish. I know what I'm about. My dad's a big mobster boss. I'm not going to buy some shit fucking... (laughs) But why did it come off? Why is it now a puddle of leather? Why was it so soft and padded against my flesh? And we see, even as she's pondering this, like a big claw mark under her hand on the uh, armrest of the chair she's leaning on. I'm so salty about this because it doesn't at all reflect it. No, I think in this case, less so with the huge steaming claw that she left on the grass way back at train battle. But in this case, you could argue that her power being... The softening, yeah, that she is subconsciously like, you know how when you are, yeah, when um, you pull a thing on like or, sheets and it, no, when them. you're um, when you're nervous, you would like clench your hands around an armrest, yeah. She could be doing that subconsciously, softening it, and I guess, and like you know how you'd make like a claw mark in the sand by doing that. No, because then I just make a hand mark. Same diff. What are claw- are your hands claws? What are claws but the hands of sharp humans? <laughs> Uh, you know what's really funny about claws? Snicked. Is that they're really sharp, like me. A Wolverine has claws. He's a guy. Yeah, that's true. But are his claws as sharp as me? So, um... Let me have this. Like, I don't even know what this is to have. <laughs> so she's got this weird softening happening. Yeah, and then a voice in her head is like, pick up the brooch, Trish. Now is now is your chance. And we see that voice isn't just in her head, it's from her stand, which is crouched in the fetal position behind the next chair. Oh, hang on. We need to have the full description of this. <laughs> There's a chair. Yep. Behind the chair, Trish is like looking, like behind the chair, and in the shadows there are just these Surprisingly two... shadowy bit of the airplane. Yeah. Which was had it's been well lit this entire time. <laughs> well, it is sunset. Again, the train has been well lit plane. this entire time. The plane has been well lit this entire time. <laughs> well, it is sunset now. The plane has been well lit this entire time, and it's just this one shadowy bit where like cat eyes emerge and are like, "Hi, Hi I'm Spice Girl. I'm your superpower. Let's talk about me." Trish is like, "What the fuck are you?" Why, it's sort of a... Let's talk about Spice Girl. Spice Girl looks like a big sort of... um, Wait, hang on. Does she look posh? Big... Yeah. Does she look ginger? She does look a bit posh, a bit sporty, and a bit scary. Not ginger, though? I wouldn't say she looks especially ginger or baby. Hmm, fair, fair. Well, three out of five ain't bad. She also looks especially spicy. (laughs) She looks mathematical She's like a big pink robot. Yes. With math symbols across, like... The top of her head. Like where you'd have like a mohawk. A, yeah. I'm all about that. <laughs> I am all about that. She's got, like, cool lines coming down from her eyes. She's got, like, a one-piece. So she has, like, maximum... Or like a dress. It's not really a dress. Ah, oh, maybe it is, like, a dress. And then it's got, like, metal chimes on the bottom of it. You know what they remind me of? What? You know those Death Stranding keys? Oh, that, um... 
that Sam Porter Bridges wears around his neck. Yeah, like those dog ones. tags. Yeah, it's like those, but a dress. Yeah, I or can like, see that. Like wind chimes, kind of, but flatter. Mm. Yeah, and she's got boots, but they're not really boots. They're like knee pads. Well, she's shin, got shin pads. She's got addition knee pads, and then she's got shin pads that go all the way down to her ankles. She's ready to play some lacrosse. <laughs> and then she's got weird boots. I guess boots. So this is what Hirohiko Araki has to say about the design of the stand. Spice girl. <gasps> or spicy lady, as it is otherwise uh, known. Spicy lady. Spicy. It's like foxy lady, but spicy. I was thinking it was about time for me to make Trisha stand user. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess it's time. Yeah, alright. <laughs> the design is based off a cat. And I also added arithmet- arithmetic symbols because I thought it would look cool. Araki, you Fucking genius, he's done it again. <laughs> because Trish is a girl, I was careful to give it a soft silhouette. Hmm, I don't know what that means, but okay. It's feminine design, essentially, I think. Yeah, but a soft silhouette. Uh, he designed it that way because he thought it looked cool. Fuck yes. Fuck yes. And he, de- he, he designed it at all because he was thinking it was about time. <laughs> so hang on, if he had ended this earlier than right now, he would have gone... And that was acceptable for Trish. She didn't need a stand. I don't really see the cat-like elements. What are you talking about? It's got cat eyes. Not like cat pupils, but like those cat like eye shapes. I suppose shapes. so. Yeah. And it's like slender, like a cat. Um, it's humanoid, like a cat. <laughs> like the pink panther. Exactly. It's pink. It's like the pink panther, <laughs> like a cat. It's the most pink panther-like stand we've seen to date. Exactly. Certainly not the one that's like a big pink bipedal cat. Yeah, no. It's got those cat eyes. <laughs> Do you reckon Araki just starts saying, I designed it like this, and then finishes up and goes, Yeah, that's what a cat uh, looks like. I guess that's a cat. And it's actually just a giant T-Rex. He's like, eh, I guess it's a cat. It like, oh. moves like this. And yeah, and then after train battle, he was like, maybe I can't just make it a giant T-Rex. Let's redesign it. <laughs> the Spice Girls... <gasps> were an English pop group formed in 1994 consisting of Melanie Brown, or Scary Spice. Ooh, terrifying. Melanie, Melanie Chisholm, Sporty Spice. Uh, two Melanies. Emma Bunton, Baby Spice. Three Melanies. Jerry Hallowell, Ginger Spice. Four Melanies. And Victoria Beckham, Posh Spice. Four Melanies. Shut up. They were the Spice Girls. And boy, did they spice. They had... They had... Five secret herbs and spices. <laughs> but no herbs, only spices. You know what's fucking vile? There we go. It's KFC? The KFC Colonel Sanders dating sim. How is that vile? It's fucking vile because Colonel Sanders hated it's... what KFC became after he sold the, oh, the franchise. I see. They continue to use him as like a mascot and yeah. then have also just like turned him into a hot young anime. Yeah, but it's I reckon... gross. Wouldn't Colonel Sanders He was a be, real guy. Yeah, but wouldn't Colonel Sanders be more okay with the animification of him? I doubt it. Than what they did with KFC, because he that was like his business. did really fucking hate their potato and gravy. Really? Yeah, let me get the quote. Oh, here we go. In fact, KFC, the entity, sued Colonel Sanders for defamation because of the things he would say about their brand in the aftermath, wow. and they lost. Well, I would fucking hope they lost. His name is on the business. To be fair, I've never liked KFC, but is this because it's not the real KFC that Colonel Sanders... Potentially. Yeah. Let me grab that quote. Actually, question, before you tell me about this quote, is he a real colonel? Yeah, he was a Kentucky colonel. No, 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 but like a serving military officer colonel. No, I don't... I don't don't know. Um, He was a Kentucky colonel, which is an honorary thing that Kentucky Kentucky gives out but I don't know if he was actually a military Military. colonel. Right. So he may not have had a military rank but he had an honorific colonel title. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I see. It's always confused me why someone in the military would go on to make fried chicken. (laughs) Gotta do something after the war. Yeah, true. Now that I say it out loud it makes a lot more sense. It's like, what are you gonna do after the military? I don't know. Make some chicken. Oh, nice. What are you gonna do with it? Maybe fry it. Yeah, nice. Anything else? Probably sell it. Yeah, Nice. Once we found out who uh, the boss is, what are you going to do? Yeah, probably make some fried chicken. <laughs> he also shot a guy for messing with his chicken sign at one point. What? Wait, what year was this? I don't know. Oh. What am I, the, the colonel of colonels? I mean, I'd fucking hope so. Otherwise, this podcast is in dire straits. Of course, dire and straits were two JoJo's Bizarre Adventure characters. Hell yeah. You know, they um they served under the right queen. 
The only queen worth mentioning. Not this Queen Elizabeth. Um, bullshit. That was, of course, Tarkus and Bruford you're thinking of. Oh. Well, oh, yeah, Dyer and Straits are the dudes who are like... Dyer, as we always talk about, is the guy with the bad attack that never works. <laughs> yep. And Straits is the guy who succumbed to vampirism. Or pillarism. Vampirism. But he got taken over by the no, stone he, mask, Yeah, right? he put on the stone mask and right, became okay. a vampire. Right, gotcha. Two whiskey peddlers were both firing off weapons and insults in front of Sander's home one night, awakening the mighty chicken king from his slumber. <laughs> his family inside, he would not let this lawlessness stand. According to the Damn Interesting podcast, Sanders took the moonshiners by surprise, appearing out of nowhere as he pointed a shotgun at them while wearing nothing except his underwear. Line up, both you sons of bitches, and throw down your guns, Sanders shouted. Is this leading to the quote, or is this a completely different thing? Completely different thing. Okay. I was just thinking, this is leading to the quote where he says, Nah, fuck KFC. (laughs) This is a hell of a story. This is starting off like a Metal Gear Solid entry. There's a newspaper clipping... At the top, it's, for the colonel, it was finger-licking bad. Colonel, why do you hate the chicken I've made so much? Uh, it's artificial chicken. I need that real chicken. Artificial chicken? Didn't they say artificial burgers was a thing? I don't know. When Miller was all like, yeah, the world's been taken over by artificial burgers. Once in the kitchen, the colonel walked over to a vat full of frying chicken pieces and announced, that's too much black. It should be golden brown. You're frying for 12 minutes. That's six minutes too long. What's more, your frying fat should have been changed a week ago. That's the worst fried chicken I've ever seen. Let me see your mashed potatoes with gravy and how you make them. When Mr. Singleton explained that he first mixed boiling water into the instant powdered potatoes, the colonel interrupted, and then you have wallpaper paste. Next, suppose you add some of this brown gravy stuff and then you have sludge. There's no way anyone can get me to swallow those potatoes. <laughs> and this coleslaw. This coleslaw! They just won't listen to me. It should be chopped, not shredded, and it should be made with miracle width. Anything else turns grey. There's wow. nothing in it but cabbage. No carrots. God damn. After he got sued by a KFC franchisee, he commented, My God, that gravy is horrible. They buy tap water for 15 to 20 cents a thousand gallons and mix it with flour and starch and end up with pure wallpaper paste. And I know what wallpaper tastes. I know wallpaper paste by God because I've seen my mother make it. And another thing, that new crispy chicken is nothing in the world but a damn fried dough ball stuck in some chicken. (laughs) And now he's a hot young anime. Hot digging Speaking of hot young animes, Trish Una. Spice Girl. Spice Girl. She's up in the mix now. Spice Girl is like, Trish, you've got to save Jorno's hand. And Trish is like, but I'm so scared, Spice Girl. Spice Girl slaps her in the face and is like, listen to me. I'm you. You're me. I am thou. Thou art I. (laughs) Now listen here, you little shit. All right? We have a job to do. Pick up the brooch. And that job is being the raddest motherfucker this episode. I've always been here. Since you were little, Trish. I've always been by your side. Inside you. Hesitation leads to weakness, and please give me orders. <laughs> Which is basically what Act 3 said to Koichi when he first actualized. More or less. Yeah. Now, this is a weird thing for me, because Spice Girls is weirdly sentient. Well, it's... Yeah. Like, I was saying to you that... Koichi's version of this is Act 3 went from Egg, which is pretty okay, mm-hmm. to Echoes, Arguably. to Echoes, Act 2, yep. and that didn't talk. It just was like, Egh. yeah. and then Echoes Act 3, which was like an evolution in like the big chain of yeah. well, the weirdness. Difference, the difference there, of course, is that Koichi, were it not for the intervention of Josuke, mm. would have died when he was shot by the arrow. Indeed. But uh, Trish... Much like Polnareff, Kakuin, Jotaro, etc. Developed her stand because a her ancestor has a stand. Mmm. Mmm. But none of so those... So Koichi was brute forced into, into becoming, a, becoming a big boy yeah. and having a stand. So that's why it has all those larval stages. Sure. Trish is just awakening to the power that was within her all along. Yeah, but none of them have stands that talk to them. No. So why does Trish's talk to her? It, I think it's metaphorical. Oh, metaphors. <laughs> no one likes metaphors, Liam. Well, actually, I fucking love a good metaphor. But no one likes metaphors, Liam. And this, I don't think this is the first time or the last time we'll, have see, we'll see a stand speak to its stand user. Okay, all right. But if it's things like it's a very independent well, stand... Mr. Stands, 
Well, Mrs. They, they, Stan's they chat like, to him all the time. Yeah, but they're six bullets. So? They're each individual personalities, right? And they just hate each other. And they want to eat. eat. It's like, okay, this is fucking weird to the point where I can just get on board with them talking. This is like a normal stand. This is like a generic average stand, right? And now, suddenly they can talk to each other. And it's like, what? Huh? It's not very, um... You may notice it's not very talkative in the latter half of this episode. That's true. Uh, And then ever again. Maybe it's very shy. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's... Because I know that Star Platinum would be all like... Well, Star Platinum seems like the strong silent type regardless. <laughs> what about... What was Abdol's stand again? Uh, Magician's Red. Magician's Red. Can Reckon... only squawk. <laughs> Birdhead. <laughs> Just having a great time. But we've had stands that have talked... The Genie Talk. The Genie Talk. The Sword Talk. The Sword Talk. That's true. That's true. But this... Okay, the Genie was like an off case where his whole point was that he offered... Yeah. ...an alluring thing to mm-hmm. other people. But, I mean, the world didn't talk... I was about to say Hermit Purple didn't talk, but Hermit Purple wasn't really a person. <laughs> um, it's just weird that, you know, Trisha's Stan can talk when, I mean, none of the other members of this crew did, um, have Did Highway sense. Star talk? I feel like Highway Star might have done some talking. Which one was Highway Star? Um, turns into feet, chases you, sucks out your nutrients. Ooh. It may have talked, but like barely. Maybe a few phrases of just like, I'm hungry, I'm coming after you. Plot, plot, plot. Oh, you know who was really talkative? Cheap Trick. Which one was Cheap Trick? Gets on Rohan's back and is all like, hey, burn the pictures. True. Yeah, but that was the point of that one, right? Yeah. Heaven's Door? Does Heaven's Door no, talk? No, Heaven's Door doesn't no. talk. No. The lock doesn't talk. <laughs> uh, alien guy. He talked, but was he using a stand? No one knows. No one knows. No one knows. Yeah, no, it's just a weird sentient stand. I think it's fine. All right. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> Make the rules as you go along. Yep. King Crimson's pretty talkative. Yeah, but he has two faces. <laughs> One face for listening, one face for talking. One face for flipping a coin and saying, I'll get you, Batman. <laughs> Look at my one-faced coin. That, that's just ball. What the hell? Anyway, um, so Spice Girl is there and it's like, you've got to do it, Trish. And Trish is like, I guess I've got to do it. She um, rushes and grabs the brooch and it's like, oh, but now it's coming at me. What am I going to do? And she clambers over one of the, the plane chairs, which becomes weirdly malleable. <gasps> Why is it malleable all of a sudden? Why? Because her power is to make things soft. Oh. It's a sort of soft machine. She can make others and other things soften. Yep. Yeah. Giorno Giovanna, a little softer for knowing her because now Giorno's all like, there are people who could get hurt now. Bruno's, actually Bruno's probably just as soft. Bruno's the same. Yeah. He's like, I'm dead inside. Um, he well, might I'm, be dead, I'm outside. dead outside and alive inside. Yeah, it's a bit weird. And Abakio's like, I'm dead inside ever since my cop partner died. And then I started working for Bruno, which brought one shard of light back into my life. But now that Giorno Giovanna's here. <laughs> Just close the gates. <laughs> so she picks up the brooch. And, and all like, yeah, rot oh, so she, Yeah, she's so she, sorry. She has clambered over the chair uh-huh. and the the pursuing notorious B.I.G. tries to get her, but it shoots its tendril into the chair, which like, like, uh, I don't even know how to describe this. You uh, know, like Venom, how he has those weird tentacles? I haven't seen Venom. Well, like, you know Venom in the comics, how he has those weird tentacles? Oh, like how he'll web swing by shooting out some goop? Exactly. It's like that. No, but like, how to describe the thing that happens with the chair? Oh, so the chair's all soft. It like warps and contorts as Trish falls through it. Like if you, um, if you stretch out like a, um, a, a, a the skin of a balloon. Um, yes. And you try to stick your hand through it and like the membrane goes yes. with the force of your hand and then bounces it back. Yes, exactly that. Yeah. That's what happens to Notorious B.I.G. Yeah. Or like a trampoline. Yeah, but like way, way stretchier. Yeah. So the tendril almost reaches her despite coming through the chair, but then with violent force it rebounds and slams it into the wall and the stand takes damage from that. And uh, Trish is like, it could stop a speeding bullet. It could probably destroy a train. It was able to jump all the way up to this plane from nowhere. It's Superman. <laughs> and yet it hits a wall that's not moving and dies? How curious. How could I do this? Did I do this? And then Spice goes like, hey, focus up. I did that. You got the brooch now. You got to self-actualize. You're becoming stronger and better and cooler. We've got cool powers. We can make things soft and elastic. And making things soft means they're harder to break than a diamond. 
Which, of course, as we all know, is unbreakable. Yes, I guess. Oh my god, you're right, it's canon! Now, stand very still, Trish. And Trish is like, no, I'm going into that closet. Make the door soft. And she runs, and it pursues, obviously. Uh, runs in, slams the closet door, which then a huge tendril comes out, like, flails um, around. Another venom poke. Yep, yep. And it's all like, yeah! grab onto the latch of your shirt. Yeah, that was Boop. creepy. Weird. Like, and it's hooked around the, like, the one um, strap. strap of her shirt. It's like pulling on it, uh, uh, threatening. And she's like, oh, come on, come on, Spice Girl. I just got this thing like a week ago. Can't you do better than that? <laughs> I guess I'm a stand user now, but this thing's friggin' invincible. How do we stop it? And then Spice Girl is in, it's like, Trish, before when I said not to move, you ran in here. But when I said don't move, what I really meant was move slowly. <laughs> Oh. oh, that was unclear. Hey, Liam. My inner self isn't a very good communicator. <laughs> hey, Liam, when earlier I said I liked JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, what I meant was I watched JoJo's Bizarre oh. Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Trish, we need to get to the cockpit, but now we've run in the opposite direction. What's wrong with us? <laughs> so weird. Such a weird pronoun. <laughs> All we can do is make things soft. Oh, what do we do? And it's 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 in the room proper now. Like it's it's sledged around the borders of the soft wall. Mm. Uh, and Spice Girls all like, look, you just gotta have confidence in yourself and maybe in me. It rears up to attack, and Trish is like, oh no, it's gonna attack me. But then it attacks the clock in the room, which it hit before. Uh, and Spice Girl has taken the liberty of making that clock really soft and elasticy. Mm. So the clock is still ticking away because it's still a functioning clock. Yep. But every time it ticks, the ha- the um notorious Big pokes at it. But because it's so soft, it can't destroy it. Weirdly so, adorable. Much like when Koichi strapped a thing that said "hot" or "sizzle" or whatever to the front of um something of sheer heart attack. Yep. They've uh, they've confounded its tracking mechanism. Ah, classic. So as long as she moves slower than... I mean, almost anything. Than the ticking hand of the clock. Yeah. She can get away. But not, not just get away, because for some reason this stand can be hurt by things that aren't stands. I guess that's just one of its things. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess when you're otherwise entirely indestructible and unstoppable... The it, smallest thing can destroy you. You've got to have some kind of loophole. So just slowly, slowly grab this big metal pole that's in the cupboard. <laughs> and just... Boop, smash it into the thing's eye and inexorably grind it back and forth into dust. And Just like when you're killing a mouse. Spice Girl is like coldly monologuing. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when you have to kill a mouse, it's like you get it in the trap, but it's still alive. So you slowly choke it to death in your fist. <laughs> Not quite, no, and you get like a... Luxuriate in the feel of the bones cracking under your fingers. Jesus is that Christ, what you're like... saying, Nick? Uh, is that what you're saying? No. Are you a vampire? Because if you are, I need to slowly go get this steak I have and slowly Ooh. crush your chest. I could eat. What? <laughs> so she's talking, Spice Girl is like doing this cold murder monologue, like slower at the, than the second hand of a clock. Slow, but with the strength of a vice. Let's grind this thing to pieces. Liam, it only just clicked in me that you meant like a steak steak. Yeah. And I was like, this is how vampires get away with everything they do. When someone says, oh, I have the steak, they're like, oh, do you? I could eat. <laughs> they're like, oh, he's not a vampire. <laughs> I can eat. Only a vampire. I don't, I don't just steaks. drink blood. <laughs> and then it's like, you have the steak. And you're like, ah. Oh, very good. We had steak. I have drunk the blood of the steak. He's like, oh, I knew I should have picked the right steak. So she's grinding away at the stand. With this big metal pole. Yep. And it's disintegrating and turning into gas and giving off like evil ghost mist. And Spice Girl's all like, see, it's quite simple. You just roll it around until it's dead. Here's one I prepared earlier. And there was the like sound. some globs of flesh left on the floor, but the thing mostly is gone. And like, oh gosh, the... Roach is almost pulsated into a full hand. Now we can heal Jorno's wounds. That Jorno, he's strange, but his actions have helped us mature. Mm. It's almost like he's our leader. <laughs> now, Liam, don't say things that you can't take back. <laughs> we all know who the real leader here is. Oh, and she says before an ad break, What do I call you, Stand? What's your name? Oh, yeah. And the Stand goes, Spice Girl. And she says, I see. That's a fitting name. <laughs> 
And we all burst out laughing because what does oh, that mean? What does that mean? Oh my god. Do you reckon there is an is there a, like another translation of this moment in that badly translated manga? I don't recall. Oh man, I want to I want to know because if that is actually the best translation they could come up with. I mean the badly translated one is the the pro- the two problems with that one were that A, things were just wrong. Yeah. Uh, but B, it was just really bland. So. But that's why I'm curious what they would have said there. <laughs> like, at all. I guess, I suppose if you wanted to make that sound a bit more naturalistic in English, you could have it be like, I see. I like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you could say anything else that's like, that's cool. Not. I can get behind that. Not, that's a fitting name. Yes, that makes sense based on what I've seen of your temperament and abilities. Hmm, I can see there are five personalities inside you that are representative (laughs) of all spice. Hmm, and you do have a girl-like figure. But tell me, can you sing? (laughs) The first stand-based rock band. (laughs) What would their name even be? Sugarloaf. Bam, did it. Alright. Yep. So, um, it's later. She's walking out to the cabin and uh, she's sitting down and Bruno's like... Hey, uh, I'm just going to go check on what's going on with the engine. Looks out into the cabin like, what the fuck? And Trish is like, hey, Bruno, I solved all our problems. We can go now. Yeah. And Bruno's like, Jesus fucking Christ. Trish, come over here. Slowly. Don't move that fast. Abakio's in the cockpit being like, we're, we're losing altitude. How can we possibly be losing altitude? We get a shot from outside the plane. Something's up, but we can't see what it is. Yeah, yeah. Don't move, Trish. It can't see you if you don't move. Trish then goes, wait. Is something wrong? I I, I finished the job. Am I not as super cool as I thought I'd become? Abakio turns around and goes, oh my god. That's that's bad. That's impossible. This is probably Jorno's fault somehow. (laughs) He he didn't do the thing he said he was going to do. And now look where we are. And then Trish has like slow, very slow realisation, I'd say. Mm -hmm. Um, But Jorno said... That the thing can catch things and take in their energy and speed. And I smashed it out through the walls of the cupboard. And the cupboard is right in front of the engines of the plane. I don't know if that's how that works. And then we see, like, it's basically eating up the whole back half of the plane that is huge now. Which, just more than five seconds before, sorry, less than five seconds (laughs) before, was unharmed. Yeah. Nothing there. Talk about notorious big. (laughs) Ho, ho, ho. Oh, what? So once again, Bruno is like, don't panic, slowly move towards me. And Trish is like, fuck that, I'm running right at you, I'm Trish, I'm cool now. I think her exact words were something like, I wouldn't do something as lame as moving slowly towards you. I'll never move slowly again, I'm better than that now. Fucking lame jags, come on. (laughs) So good. Yep, so she runs towards the, um... The cockpit, everyone else is like, no! What have you done? She pushes Bruno through the doorway, slams it behind her, makes it real soft so that the tendril gets caught again. And they're all like, what the hell? What are you talking about? She's like, I'm Trish, I'm cool now. She starts punching all the walls to make all the walls really soft. We're going to do an emergency landing. No, we don't have to do an emergency landing. We have to blow up the plane. (gasps) We need to save the President of the United Stands of America. We're flying over the Turini... Tyrrhenian Sea. Hang on, are you sure it's Tyrrhenian? T-Y-R-R-H-E-N-A-N. Tyrellian. Ty- Tyrhenan. Tyrrhenan. Tyrrhenan. Hang on, let me see this. Tyrrhenan? Hang on, it has to be Italian. Tyrrhenan. Maybe Tyrrhenan. Tyrrhenian. I missed an I in my my Uh, notes. Tyrrhenian. Is it pronounced Tyrrhenian? I don't care. Liam. (laughs) Liam. The Tyrrhenian Sea (laughs) is, pronounced in Italian, Ma Tyrreno. Or in French, Mediterranean. <gasps> Mediterranean? Or in Corsican, Marie Tyrannu. Part of the Mediterranean Sea off the western coast of Italy, named for the Tyrrhenian people, identified since 6th century BC with the Etruscans of Italy. Ah, how And as you can see from this map here, it sort of sits in the, um, on the front of the boot. Ah, so it is real. <laughs> so they're kind of, it's in between Sardinia and Italy. Yeah. Which I don't Mainland know why Italy. I didn't expect that. So where does the... What is it? Ligurian Sea? Ligurian Sea? Where does that end and the Tyrrhenian Sea begins? I'm sure it's a... You know, it's all water. I know it's all water. That's why I'm interested. Borders are fictional constructs created whoa, by human society. Oh man. You're going all out on this. <laughs> um, so, yep, we're going to crash the plane. Why? 
Because that thing is going to eat us if we don't. Why can't we just not die in the process of destroying it? <laughs> I shrugged. Good shrug. Good shrug. Yep, yep. Good energy. It's too powerful. It's too strong. It'll keep chasing after us, even if we emergency land in the water. Bakio was just like, we can't do anything. It's impossible. We're dead from the get-go. Or something like that. Pretty much. He's given up hope, and Trish is like, nah, I'm still cool. <laughs> Big punches, shouting, um... Wannabe. wannabe, which is like, why wannabe? If you wanna be my lover, you gotta oh, get with my friends. Oh shit! Spice Girl. That's really good. Yeah. That's fuck. Is that what that song's called? If you wanna be my lover. Is it called wannabe? I don't know. I thought it was called Gotta Get with My Friends. Yeah, it's called wannabe. Like, like exactly how she said it. Ah, because that's the name of the song. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. Which is a new one. That's a nice It's touch. a new one in JoJo's character's just screaming song names. Well, to be fair, we had Aura, famous song. We had, um, what was Dio's? Muda. We had Muda, also a good song. And we had... What was I'm rolling my eyes. What was Josuke's one? Um, or was that also Aura? I'm not engaging in this. Come on, Liam. Come to the dumb side. <laughs> if we wanted to survive, we're going to destroy the plane. Everyone's like, when did Trish get so cool? Man, I feel like such a wannabe. <laughs> so if it's going to prioritise speed, then a plane crashing is going to be really fast. Not nearly as slow as our parachute that I turned the cockpit into. <gasps> and they're all drifting downward in the soft, rubbery cockpit. Trish, when did you get so fucking cool? And the plane crashes and explodes. Not sure how they separated from it, but okay. And they're like, we did it, you stupid bastard. Notorious B.I.G. burns up in the atmosphere and is all like, Abakio's like, yes, now that the planes crash, they won't know if we survived or not. Including Giorno Giovanna. <laughs> and if he, he dies... tips him out of the turtle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I lost the key. Uh. It was sad that I had to kill uh, Mr. Mr. Anorantia, <laughs> but it was worth it to get rid of that Giorno Giovanna. <laughs> oh, man. No, Abakio. We're going to have to damage ourselves a bit more to get out of this one. And we see... Oh, that was Bruno talking. Oh, and gotcha. we see just reforming on Abakio's head. A small piece of Notorious B.I.G. Yeah, how did that happen? Unclear. Well, it's invincible. Is so. it like a curse? No, no, it's not like a curse in that it inevitably chases them. No, it chases the fastest thing. Yeah, yeah. A piece of it may have just been on, on Yeah. yeah. And Abakio's all like, no, no, let me die, Bruno. I'll have to use my zipper to get rid of the thing like Giorno did. You're not implying that you're going to lose your arm for this. And Trish is all like, you goddamn right he is, because guess what? Giorno's got his hand back. I mean, I've got his hand. But they need Bruno's hands to reattach Giorno's hands, I assume. Yes, but he has two hands. For now. Ooh. <laughs> no, Bruno, don't do it. And then Trish, still entirely self-actualized, is like, no, Abakio, no one else has to get hurt today. And then Spice Girl is floating in the foreground, wagging its finger snarkily like Avdol would. <laughs> God. And I don't really, I'm not 100% on what she does here, but she does a lot of big punches. No, 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 she does a whole, she doesn't do the punches here. She does the weird swish thing where she slices through his arm. Doesn't she? Whose arm? Bruno's. I thought it went, Bruno like goes to punch, gets Notorious B.I.G. on his arm mm. and then Trish slices off his arm. No, because he still has his arm. Hey, I thought it got chopped off. No. Oh. Oh. The whole thing she's saying is that no one else is going to get hurt. Oh. So she wouldn't just say that and then cut his arm off. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe maybe Bruno's arm is super I think mm -hmm. what I think happens is that she just softed Notorious B.I.G. So it couldn't grip onto them anymore. Oh, maybe. Ooh. So it fell down into the ocean where it lands and, and becomes an urban legend. And becomes far more powerful. Nautical legend? Yes. It so, basically becomes a giant squid. It's stuck in the choppy waves of the ocean forevermore, chasing after the waves, but then occasionally a ship will come past, moving faster than the waves, and get taken down by Notorious B.I.G. Because it's the size of a ship now. Yep. Well, I, you know, it grows in It grows, to, yeah. And then I'm, I'm sure it shrinks back down afterwards mm. too. Um, and this becomes like a spooky patch known as the Tyrrhenian Belly, Ooh. which the local fishermen all avoid for good reason. Yeah. I mean, no offense, but I don't want to die. I'm just going to look up and see if, if Jojo Wiki can elucidate what actually happened to Notorious B.I.G. there. Oh no, you were right. Trish just cut off his arm. I told you, because we get a shot of Bruno just standing in the um, parachute flap. 
with like an arm off, but no blood, and he's all like, hmm. And Trish is there being all like, hmm. And Abaku's all like, fuck you, John. Why couldn't Bruno just do it then? Well, he couldn't just zip off his own arm. He Why? was going to sacrifice himself. He could just zip off his own arm, though. But then, no, but then it would keep going to where the zip is because it would notice the oh, movement. Oh, the zip speed. Yes. Right. So he was going to sacrifice himself to be the fastest moving object. But then why didn't it go for her arms? Man, you know what? JoJo's works mysterious ways. <laughs> Maybe she was too soft. Too soft to hold. Too... Too hold. Too, too hot soft. to touch. Spice too, Girl. Too, too spicy. spicy. <laughs> Spice Girl 2. Too spicy. <laughs> Hi, I'm Trish. AKA known as Spice 2 Too Spicy. I should just make a new D&D character called Spicy Trish. That's pretty bad. That is terrible. <laughs> what about Trish Spice? That's pretty good. What about... Uh... Scary spice. And then everyone, she's like, look everyone, I've got Jono's arm here. Well, we win. <laughs> we win. And then there's a shot of them being all like, oh, yes. Yeah. All the boys are groping each other while Trish is on the sidelines. That's right. Everything's good. But back in Venice, a shadowy hotel room, a shadowy figure has a big evidence board with pictures of all our protagonists, but especially Trish and Jono. Oh, is it Fugo? Yeah. He's like, who are these people again? <laughs> So the boss is sitting, shadowy, as he always must be, yep. even in a well-lit room. And this is a dark room right now. Yeah, but there's a computer into his face. True. And there's no sign of light coming from that computer. Well, his stand is actually using the computer, as we see. So he's not even willing to lean forward slightly, because he's like, stand. Do what am I going to touch things with my own friggin' hands when I could uh, use my magical powers? That is a very good that, argument. That won't leave any fingerprints. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. So he's all like... Hmm, I made a mistake years ago because bloodlines are very inconvenient. It's the first thing they always tell you, never fall in love. Hmm. But and I the, did, I guess. And I guess the second thing is, always kill your family. Ah, oh, that was my error. Hmm, I skipped to stage three. Kill everyone around your family, but not necessarily your family. So he exposits that... Um, it was 1985. No, he, well, yes, he does expose it about that. But, oh. but first he exposes that this is the apartment Trish lived in before the Hitman team targeted her. Excuse me? I said it like that. No, you didn't say it loud enough, though. Because I don't want to blow out the speakers. You're not going to blow out the speakers. Well, you've got to live with my decisions. Oh, but I can't thank you for it. <laughs> after that, after Pericola rescued Trish, the Hitman team thank you. scoured the apartment for clues, but none of them noticed that every morning Trish would wake up and look at this photograph. Ah. Look at this photograph. No, don't. Liam, there is a line in the sand. We can reference Spice Girls. We can reference goddamn any other weird, obscure references, but when it comes to Nickelback... We are a Nickelback oh, free zone. I love Chad Nickelback. You are just draw. This is too much, Liam. And no one noticed that the, the date on this photograph, 15 years ago. Ah, oh. Trish is 15. 1985, I think it was. <laughs> Must have been. Yeah. And a pit portrait of Trish's mum. Oh no. And then he's like, to think such a thing existed. And he smashes the laptop. What, Trish's mum? The photograph. Oh... And the reason that the photograph exists is even more sinister. And he continues to exposit. Their plane crashed, but I know they're still alive. And if Abakio is flying the plane, that probably means he's still alive. And he's got moody blues, which could be the key to my undoing. Because Trish will inevitably remember this photograph. And they will inevitably go to the place where it was taken. And then they'll use moody blues to find out who took it. And that was me. <gasps> the man who took that photo had a name. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm me. It reminds me of a um a Mr. Show sketch. Yeah. Um, which is it's it's FF Woody Cook's Crime Stick, uh, in which he recounts a story of a young security guard mm -hmm. who, when being when en encountering some goons up to no good, uh, craftily foiled their plan by getting punched in the face a lot and screaming each time, thereby drawing attention, and then going down and having a nap to conserve his strength until the police arrived. <laughs> it's a sketch show. Um, okay, yeah. Uh, and then he's like, and that security guard had a name. Me! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking beautiful. Yeah. Anyway, so, that's what the boss is doing. So and that young have... photographer had a name, and that name was... Me. The boss. <gasps> What if his name is actually just legally it's the boss? T-Boss. It's just like, 
Hi, my name is Boss. Tyrone Boss. Tyrone. It's like, why is your name so bad? Shut your face, I'm a mafia man. I can't let Moody Blues re- replay me taking that picture. I'll have to deal with it myself. I'll have to assume direct control. Ooh. And so, awkwardly, a cleaning lady walks into the room and is like, oh, oh. Housekeeping. Oh, what? Oh, you're hot. Oh. What? I, long I, shot on her just talking, being like, I didn't realise anyone was here. I didn't. I thought you were away. Oh, you're, okay. Well, I'm just here to clean this place, if you don't mind. Um, but I, I can come back then later. Then there's it's like fun. a ripple that goes across the screen. A ripple. <gasps> no, like, um, like when you fast forward a, a v- VHS. Yeah. And then she's like, oh. And then, then it's, oh. it's much lighter in the room because the window is open now. She's like, huh? What was I doing? Oh, I, hmm. Weird? I, there's that's not how There's that no works, sort but... of memory erasing component of this other than you can't remember what happens in the time he's skipping. Yeah. Um, so it makes me think maybe she's just really absent-minded. Well, I thought that she was doing all of this maybe as like a... a a current... A cunning ruse. A, like a current, this is happening. And then when that flicker happens, the boss has now said, okay, King Crimson, make everyone forget what happened in that time period. Maybe? I don't really know if that's how it works. Yeah, I don't know either. This one's weird. Yeah. Anyway, um, and so he's gone. But all that remains is a... Is a a Polaroid of Giorno Giovanna on the windowsill. And as we all know, the boss's favourite thing to do is jump out of windows. Fun fact about this picture of Giorno, mm-hmm. between a couple of different shots, the way he's facing changes. No. Yeah. <laughs> surely not. No, they did it. David Productions. Hi, I'm David Productions. <laughs> now that is a good D&D name. I think it might just be David Production. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm not fact-checking it. And he's gone. He's the boss. He's heading to Sardinia to fight our friends. Uh, the photo flickers in the wind. To be continued. Ah. So, Nick. Yes. Highlights and lowlights for this epi. I wouldn't do something as rad as not run towards the cockpit. That's a good highlight. Oh my god, it's so good. Just, oh my god. Just that, in, that oh, one line. We also skipped over the good bit, and this is going to be my highlight, mm. where Trish does lots of big punches, and then she, much like Bruno Bucciarati, Mia, dozens of episodes ago, yeah. strikes a cool pose and is like, Arrivederci. She's self-actualized. She's the mobster now, boss. She's the boss. Ah. That's a, is that a movie? She's the boss? Who's or, the boss? That's something. Uh, You're the boss now, dog. <laughs> Uh, you're, Trish is you're the boss, boss Nass now, dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it happened again. So, um, lowlights. Lowlight would definitely have to be. Uh... That's a fitting name. <laughs> no, that can be another highlight because that's amazing. <laughs> that's great. My lowlight just has to be. You don't like the... it. Talks to her. No, no, no. Oh. That's that's more of a problem, not a lowlight. <laughs> so the lowlight's probably that weird, awkward bit in the middle where Notorious B.I.G.'s been dealt with. And Trish is just sitting there like, hey, I dealt with all our problems. And Bruno's like, mother of God. And she's like, don't. It's fine. Don't move. And it just kind of keeps going. She takes a long time. She's covered in addition symbols, yet it takes her so long to put two and two together. hey Well, that's a product, not addition. So, um, yeah. I don't care. Okay. All right. That's fine. You cannot care about the basis of human technology, Liam. It's just the math did everything for you. This is your response, is just like chest thumping. Yep. My low light is that thing with the cleaner at the end. It's weird. I don't get it. Yeah, it seems like that's not how it works. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. But also, very good app. You know, pretty, pretty lackluster low light. Yeah, no. So, Nick. Yeah? Our heroes have arrived 50 kilometers north off the coast of Sardinia and then made their way to land from there. Somehow. Yep. Probably swam. Yeah. Or Or took the parachute. Well, Giorno probably just turned, like, some seats into dolphins and rode them to shore. Oh, yeah, that does work, doesn't it? <laughs> we made some killer whales. Oh, no, they're hungry. <laughs> um, the boss is heading to Sardinia to deal with them himself. <gasps> Risotto Nero remains at large. <gasps> what will happen next time on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5 Vento Oreo in the episode entitled A Little Story from the Past. My name is Doppio. Doppio? Doppio. Not Doppio? D-O-P-P-I-O. Doppio. Doppio. Hmm. A little story from the past. My name is... My name is Doppio. A little story from the past. I am using quick chat. (laughs) My name is Doppio. Um, okay. Alright. Number one. Number one. Risotto Nero might not show up. Okay. I don't think he's going to show up. Reason being, he hasn't shown up yet. 
And I'm not sure he will for a long time. <laughs> if ever. Uh, the boss, I don't think is going to show up in time. Even oh, okay. though he has time powers. Because he's still restricted to... He might show up just after they've learnt the crucial thing and then do something terrible. No, I don't think he'll even be that. I think he'll show up and be like, damn, oh, I'm too late. They've already gone. Yeah, exactly. So... Well, while I'm here, I may as well do a bit of sightseeing. <laughs> Let's see if I can remember who took that photograph. <gasps> it was me. Oh, no. Um, hmm. Now I have to kill myself because no one can know the secret of me. <laughs> it's like after he kills Trish and all the boys, it's like, and now what do I do? Oh no, I know the terrible secret. <laughs> I can't even trust myself. Um, okay, so Doppio. Maybe Doppio is like a secret agent. A little story from the past. My name is Doppio. Maybe Doppio is like a childhood friend of Trish, but... It's like one of those weird, awkward moments where it's like, Oh, Trish, you're back! Slowly pulls out knife. I don't know why you came back, Trish. We told you to never come back, Trish. You know who your dad is now. I'm going to tell you a little story from the past. My name is Doppio. <laughs> why don't you all sit down nice and calm? Nick, like... what is the little story from the past? The little story from the past will be about how Trish came to be the boss's daughter. So maybe it'll talk about the mother... Maybe it'll talk... Do we know the mother's name? Mm, don't think so. Mm. I don't think it's important. Okay. Maybe they'll talk about the mother and how her past was like horrid and wretched. And, you know, when she found the boss, it was like, oh, at last, everything is fine. That seems pretty Jojo. <laughs> and then the boss is all like, oh, by the way, I'm a mobster. Bye. Um, guess I'm off then. Mm -hmm. And she'll be all like, I oh, never no. got his name. Maybe it's the boss. <laughs> Maybe his name is Doppio. The boss? Yeah. Well, he could tell us a little story from the past. Yeah. Well, he won't, but someone could. <laughs> um, okay, so Doppio will either be an old childhood an friend old person. statue that they talk to. Oh, no. Make living things talk. It's like, I thought this statue would talk to us. Yeah. Oh, it does. Jorno uses gold experience to yeah. bring life to a statue. He's like, its name is Doppio. Fuck, if that happens... <laughs> um, that won't happen. Oh, That would be stupid. That would be stupid. <laughs> Maybe... So Doppio, he's a guy they meet there? He's a guy they'll meet there. Maybe he is an old fisherman, because it would just be fitting to have an old fisherman. Uh, maybe... Okay. Maybe... Maybe... It could be something like... Doppio is the name of the childhood friend, but... Who is an old fisherman? Who is an old fisherman. But Trish is like, I don't know who you are. It's like, well then, let me tell you an old story. And then it turns out... Oh, and she's repressed the traumatic memories and exactly. he remembers them. Yeah. And so the boss actually abused people when he was younger on the island or something because it's like, hey, I'm the mobster around here. Maybe the mother never wanted to be with the mobster man. That seems pretty Jojo. Yeah. Something like that. And then they'll find it out and the boss will be all like, damn, they've already left. They know who I am. Will they have any stand battles next episode? What do you think, Liam? What do you think? Yeah. They'll have the start of one. With whom? With... Doppio, because oh. he's actually a secret agent for oh, the boss. Oh no. It's like, and now that I've told you that... I have I to have... kill you. No, 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 it'll be like, now I've told you that, I'm afraid you have to die because I can live with you dying now. Because I'm the boss. If that happens, that would be incredible. But I don't know if it will. Okay. What if, what if, what if, the boss shows up in time and attempts to kill them and they barely get out. But now that Trish has a stand power, she's the reason why they get out. Oh, okay. And then he'll be all like, oh, my King Crimson, it's been foiled by this stupid elastic stupid shit. soft power. I can't, I can't skip soft time. <laughs> oh no, he zipped out of the wall. That fucker. Well, you know what I'll do? Wait, hang on, my daughter has a stand power? Oh, that's hey. troubling. <laughs> hey girl, why don't you come with me? We could be great together. And she is like, I will betray my friends for you. Ooh. No, that won't happen. No, um, that'll never happen. Yeah, so I reckon some old fisherman guy is going to be like, this is the story of how you don't remember yourself. And she'll be like, oh, yeah. And Spice Girl will be like, I remembered it all along. <laughs> uh, maybe Moody Blues will be able to replay the, the photograph thing. And they'll figure out what it looks like. Yeah, but they won't have his face. They only have his bod. His young, completely not the same bod. Well, we've seen, we've seen, um, we've seen him in, in silhouette. He seems to have a very nondescript silhouette. Well, it's more descript now, because before it was just in a suit, but this time it's in a JoJo's looking suit. Very tight. Did we see some close-ups on his eyes this episode? Do I remember that correctly? Think so? 
I think. I think, we had sure. some, I think he had some interesting eyes, if I recall correctly. Really? I know we had some interesting eyes later. But, I think uh, it was like big and green. Maybe? Yeah. 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 You remember? We saw it. Yeah. So maybe he's Rosado Nero, and these are just all imperfections in storytelling. Oh, and so like it's. It's like a half-half kind of deal. He's like the inverse of Rosetta Nero. So where he has red eyes, the other has green. Exactly. Where one dresses like a jester, the other also dresses like a jester. <gasps> My God. Maybe that kid from the intro will be the old fisherman, but he... Maybe um, he's and like... we see him as an old fisherman, and then in the flashback, we see him as the kid from the intro. Exactly. But then why is he being tormented by Rosetta Nero in his hair? Because much like every mobster... He let Risotto Nero go independently of himself, and now his magic powers have gained sentience, and now Risotto Nero is just a it walking all comes stand. back. Why does he have such weird eyes? That's what's getting me. Well, Polpo did. Yeah, that's true. That's also true. But Risotto's eyes are weird. It's all Polpo's. Yeah, but Risotto's are weird. Polpo's whole body was weird. Yeah, Polpo wasn't a man, though. Polpo was a machine. He was a beast. A remorseless eating machine. <laughs> okay, let's wrap it up. All right. JoJo's World. The end. <laughs> Classic. To be, be continued. continued. <laughs>